0: The song was called Rere Cruz. It's about 14 minutes to three now here on uh, Culture 101. Thanks for joining us. Culture lover and curator Rosie Dawson-Hughes is passionate about accessibility in the arts, and it's led her to collaborate with Bay of Plenty art patron Fiona Menzies to create A Seat at the Table. It's at this month's Tauranga Arts Festival that's just begun, uh, and uh, the exhibition is set in a prominent vacant retail space in the centre of Tauranga, an art exhibition with plenty of difference uh, and the pair have worked with a suitably diverse range of artists. Um, Rosie is also a writer uh, and she's a head of marketing uh, for arts and culture at the Hawke's Bay District Council and she joins me now from Tauranga. Kia ora Rosie. Kia
1: ora Mark, how
0: are you? Oh I'm good, how's, how's the arts festival going there?
1: It's good. You have been um, ma- you participated been really... much? Hmm? I ha- Well I've a little bit um I went to see the Haka Party incident. Oh, in the, the Katie Wolf phenomenal. play! Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, and because it was supposed to come to Hawkes Bay, where I'm based, um, a couple of years ago, but it got COVIDed, so it's quite a treat to finally see it.
0: That's wonderful. Um, and um, Tauranga is, Taurang is an interesting place. It's grown a grown like topsy, uh, fifth largest city in New Zealand these days. Um, a lot of traffic, but a really kind of bustling mm. up art scene. How does it feel to you?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. So I lived here for eight and a half years before moving to Hawke's Bay, and it's it's changed quite a lot in the time since I first moved here in 2011. Um, there's a, it's, it's a really interesting dynamic in that there's a lot of uh, wealthy white people who live here, but yeah. it also has a really um, strong rangatahi Maori population. I think there's more... Um, rangatahi Maori here per capita than anywhere else in the country wow right so there's yes yeah, so there's some really interesting conversations that happen here um, and it kind of, yeah so it's an interesting place to have the kind of conversations that we've been having this week
0: Yeah, well the seat at the table, mm-hmm. it sounds like that's exactly what you're trying to do right, I mean you stepped outside of the art gallery into a retail space and I guess trying and, to try and broaden the sense of, I mean I, I take, there's a quote in the essay that uh, that opens it from the artist Heidi Brickle, um, that mm-hmm. right where she says, if only a small group of people decide what art gets platformed or excluded, we end up with work that reflects a very narrow window on the world. I guess you're trying to, what, play with that, buckle it.
1: Absolutely. So I'm really interested in who gets platformed and why and where. And so um, even though we've popped up into a retail space, we've made it look and feel like... domestic space because I think it immediately kind of softens it and makes it a bit more welcoming it's it's been really interesting seeing how people react to it so like some people just charge straight in we've had a few people kind of stand at the door and be like am I allowed to come in we're like yeah of course so um yeah it's been quite interesting to see sort of how people interact and how they may be Interact quite differently with the work than they would in a gallery space, as well.
0: Yeah, retail spaces mm. are interesting like that. I've I've been involved in quite a few public projects, art projects, and retail spaces, and people are almost scared to to try something different, you know, unless they're being sold something. It's it's what well, it's a public space you're welcome in. It's an interesting threshold for them, right?
1: Yeah, it's been um, it's been really fun and like. I love, I'm really curious about people and so I love just kind of watching which works people are drawn to and we've had some really interesting conversations with people over the last few days as well. It's been really fun.
0: This, um, I mean, uh, this show Culture 101 kind of reflects it. It does feel like we're in a time where difference is really being recognised across the art scene Mm -hmm. uh, and and in galleries. Um, But those spaces aren't always that welcoming, I think is what you're saying really, right?
1: Yeah, I think they can be really intimidating for people. If you're not someone who has engaged with the arts before, it, it can be a really scary thing to kind of walk into a gallery and, and to feel like you maybe understand it or that sort of thing. And um, and I, for me, I really feel like the arts have a real power in being able to start conversations that will then plant a seed that can then apply beyond the arts. And so I think, mm. you know, like the arts in New Zealand have done a really phenomenal job in sort of platforming really diverse artists over the last 10 years. And so the conversation that we've been having with people um, over the last few days has been around, like, what does that look like in other places within our community? What does it look like to have more diverse representation on council or in government or at other tables where having, you can have a richer conversation if there are more diverse world experiences there and more diverse... Worldviews views and
0: that kind of thing. Well, we, yeah, we better describe for the, for the listeners what, what they can see. We've, we've got some photographs on our web page of a seat at the table, but can you maybe describe the sort of – that t- it's more like a domestic environment, but but, but, but who's involved? Yeah, so,
1: so the first thing we did was um, cover up all the white, stark walls with a deep red velvet, so we've hung it like curtains around the space. Um, and then on the walls we've got work by Tessa Russell – Um, So she's got a beautiful uh, self-portrait photograph. We've got um, paintings by Nephi Tupaya. um, And then we've got a painting, a print, and a a carving from Elliot Mason, who's a local Tauranga artist. And then in the corner, we've got a nice comfy little chair with some reading material. So if you want to, like, sit and be part of it, but maybe not necessarily directly engage, you can still be part of the conversation without necessarily – kind of having to make conversation if that makes sense just aware of what it's like for some people they don't necessarily want to talk but they still want to be part of things Um, and then in the middle of the room we've got a big uh dining table that we've set with a range of art objects so on there we've got um some a couple of tracy keith's beautiful um raku fired ceramic vessels which are like really earthy and look like they've just been dug out of the earth um we've got ceramics by denise porter howland who uh is based in auckland and has done us some really fun nostalgic ceramics so we've got like a lobster on a plate and some oysters and some uh, cigarette butts and ashtrays for that like nostalgic 1970s (laughs) wild dinner party vibe yeah right um yeah we've got a couple of um cakes by victoria mcintosh so she trained as a jeweller and did a finance degree and she kind of brings both those skill sets to the objects that she makes. So she goes and scours secondhand stores and then repurposes things. So we've got these beautiful like nineteen fifties looking the kind of dessert that you would expect to see, but sell not on edible,
0: hand. not ed- not um, edible, right? Not at all edible. Frozen.
1: They're made from like secondhand Spanx. So it almost <laughs> um, sounds like, juices, like yeah, so, the, the, the the food yeah.
0: the food that is on offer seems like sounds like conversation, right? That you're kind of creating a space for conversation. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we've got um, some glass fruit on there by Devon Ormsby and then we've got a beautiful beaded floral centerpiece by Holly Ryan, which is phenomenal. They're so realistic, her flowers, but they're entirely glass beads. Yeah, um, Kids love the glass fruit. It's, the thing that's been really lovely when you have kids come into the space is we can sit them on one of the two stools and then everything that's on the table is at their eye height. Right. And so then you can kind of be like, what can you see? And and just seeing the different objects that they pick up and what they're drawn to has been really fun.
0: So you, you, you say, say we, and, and maybe it's a good time to introduce your your partner in crime here, Fiona Menzies. What what drew the two of yeah. you to work together on this?
1: So um, Fiona is in uh, a friend of mine. She's in an art buying group with a, a couple of good friends of mine. And so I kind of met her through that. And um, we are both neurodivergent and we've both had... Uh, Some challenging experiences in galleries where we've gone in and like maybe the lights are really glary or it's really echoey or we haven't necessarily felt like it's a space where we belong and so we wanted but we both love art we both collect it we're both really supportive of artists and really want to see New Zealand artists succeed and um and also we both quite enjoy sort of slightly quirky weirder pieces Um, and so we just wanted to create a space that um, we would feel welcome in and that would mm. enable maybe people like us who um sometimes when it comes to our arts experiences being super accessible.
0: So do you um, feel like you yeah, know to kind of talk, that? So talking about being neurodivergent, do you feel like this is an area where do, where galleries can change where they can become much more comfortable spaces for people? Who who don't like that sort of white glarey environment?
1: Yeah, I think this it's a really interesting one because like obviously every neurodivergent experience is different and people have different sensitivities, but um, there is room, particularly in thinking about things like how echoey a space can be or what the lighting is like. Mm. Um, certainly, like at Hastings Art Gallery, we um, will sometimes offer some school groups. Um, they can come in early, and we'll change the lighting for them, so it's less glarey, and turn all the make sure there's no sound and that kind of thing. It's um, but often just with galleries because they tend to be lots of hard surfaces, yeah. and so if you get a lot of people in them, they can get really noisy, and that can be quite overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it feels I think like it's just yeah, kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. There's this change happening, um, but there's always more that can be done, and I think if we bring those communities in and just ask them what they need, like what would make a difference to your experience in this space? What would make you feel like you belong here or you're welcome here? Or I
0: Yeah, think there's, yeah.
1: There's room there. It's, well, thanks, Rosie. It's so hard, yeah,
0: so Thanks to you and Fiona. Mm-hmm. A seat at the table sounds great. And, and you know, and on your, your, your sort of ongoing mahi there in the Hawks Bay as well. Um, a seat at the table mm. is, what, on to the 28th of October. Yes, yeah,
1: so it's open daily from 10 till 4 on the corner of Willow and Spring Street in the CBD.
0: Oh, thank you, Rosie. Thanks for joining us. That's Rosie Dawson-Hughes there um, in Tauranga at the Arts Festival with a seat at the table.